K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got a Welcome to another exciting episode of Black on Both Sides. I am one half of your co-host, King Kunta 3X. And the other half of your host is my esteemed colleague, my right-hand man, my toucan Sam, my ace in the hole. My ace boon coon. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But give it up for us to be honest. What up, B? What's up, man? I don't know if I like the coon part of that ace boon coon. What are they talking about? Me neither. Let me go, let me, let me go back in that shit. How about this? <laughs> you know where it is. You know, for those who are who are out there in out their world who may be listening, the man that needs no introduction, zero. He's always in the building. If you know podcasting, and if you love podcasting, if you love networks, movements, <laughs> what <laughs> social influence, eight days a week, twice on Sunday. Put it up for world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted, Mr. B. Honest. I just want to thank all the little people. What's up, Kuntu? I'm tripping, man. I'm all one today. I don't know why. Nah, it feels I'm good, feeling though. good. I'm feeling good, B. Feels good, man. You know why I'm feeling good? You high? No. Oh. But uh, finally, finally. The Los Angeles Lakers lay off the smackdown on the candy ass clippers. Oh, I didn't watch the game yet. Is it good? Was yeah, it they finally game? pulled it out. About damn time. Was it a good game though? Yeah, it was tight. Yeah, it was. It was, it was tight. Okay, it, it's a rivalry, rivalry. Even though we're not saying that, it is where it is. You know what's funny about the game though is that uh, so L.A. Lakers versus L.A. Clippers obviously played at Staples Center, aka the unofficial house that Kobe built. I know we're saying that, but you know, you know, Kobe and Shaq opened up the Staples Center. I'm just going, just going, you know. Unless it be accurate, right. any event. So it's, it's the Lakers. It's the Lakers' house. Everybody know that. Say news. What are you new? It's not news. So what the Clippers do is when the Clippers are hosting the home game in the Staples Center with the Lakers, they try to make the Staples Center look like everything but the goddamn Staples Center. <laughs> I mean, they got the whole. They got the court blacked out. They got yeah. black panels all over the floor. And shit, I believe they cover the banners, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, then or they pull them down. It's like, it's like, come on, you know what this is. Do the Clippers have a banner? They might have a David banner. That's the only banner I know they might have. Do they have any raised jerseys at all? Raised jerseys? You mean like, you know, not the screen print, but the ones that are stitched in? Yeah, they wear it. They play in those. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. I don't understand they how y'all no had expense for their uniforms, B. You know, uh, Steve Ballmer's, <laughs> he's got a little bit of paper. So, yeah, they're you know they not just running out there in them, in them screen presses. Yeah. Maybe since you've been in L.A. for a while, you can explain to me why there are two teams. I know there are a lot of people there, but I've never understood why there actually are two teams. Because... Why not? <laughs> I mean, New York has more people. Houston has more people. Well, New York's got more than one team, B. No, they don't. Well, they okay. Do. So now they do. You're right, because it was Jersey at first. Well, you're right. Brooklyn, Brooklyn but, but also, if you just go by distance, where they were playing is not far from New York City. Right, that's true. But uh, Houston is bigger than LA. However, Houston has one team. Some sorry-ass Rockets. That's accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that uh, Harden got a quadruple-double the other night because he got 10 turnovers. You know, he's... <laughs> I just wished that he could have played maybe about 10 years earlier. Same goes for Steph Curry. If they had played about 10 years earlier. Just to see how, how they would get 
embarrassing. Well, I tell you what's not going to happen. If if Steph Curry played ten years earlier, he's he's with my with me and my folks out out out. out out in the Takuna household, at the Kunta household, in the Kuntaville and Kunta family, we call those people Jags. You know what a Jag is? No. Jag. No. Just another guy. Oh, no, no. I, I feel like he would have been as good as Dale Curry. Dale Curry was better than average, but he wasn't anything special. You know, Dale's used to people touching him. Yeah. Steph's not. Steph's not. And then James Harden. I think James Harden would be like a Vinny the Microwave Johnson type. I can see that. Because, you know, he's not, he, and I, what am I saying? I'm saying he's probably not going to be a starter. Uh, but he'd be a great guy to run your second group with because he's going to come off and just start shooting buckets. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But, uh, but all these, but all, this scoring would be way down because he gets a lot of foul, uh, trips to the foul line, a.k.a. free throws. I, honestly, but in any event. But hold on, before you go, though, I think that that Oklahoma City team where Harden, Westbrook, and Durant played together was an awesome team. So I think that he was. There ain't no reason for them not to have won a championship. There's really no reason. Sensational coming off the bench. I don't know. You know, he got his whatever that was through his head. But he's an LA guy. I thought you would support him. James Harden. Yeah, he's an LA no, guy. man. I grew up when I grew up about the same time you did. Be honest. We have to play defense if yeah. you want to be the best. Where we from? Yeah. You can't just wave your arms up. You got me. <laughs> oh man, that was a nice move. My bad. My bad. Flops. My bad. The people that I grew up that flopped were. Oh yeah, Who was a big flop. Vladi, Vladi Divac, Vladi du- Vladi Divac, uh, Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, that's that's a deep cut. At least Jeff Hornacek yeah, would shoot though. Yeah, but he also would flop as hell. Yeah. He'd flop all the time because for some reason, somebody somewhere thought it was a good idea for his ass to be guarding Jordan. I don't I don't know how that happened. Never there was that he found himself happened. out on that island more times than a than a few. And yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So back to this uh, Lakers. So back to the Staples Center. So the Clippers are playing the Lakers. It's technically a Clippers home game. Yeah, nigga, right. Whatever. And they got this. They got trying to have the Staples Center look like every goddamn place but the Staples Center. Jerseys is probably down. The court is all changed and, and got black panels on it. Just one problem, be honest. Lakers fans. <laughs> right. one. Yeah. <laughs> you would have thought it was a Lakers home game. Oh, because it is a fucking Lakers home game. Right. Yeah, it's like the fucking, fucking Clippers like, hey man, I'm back from the beach cruiser. No, it's, it's you know it's like both of ours. We'll keep it in my house. Nah, man, it's the Lakers' house. You in the basement? Remember that movie Soul Food? Yeah. Remember the remember the the uncle that was living in the basement and nobody knew until he came out. Uh, he was in, a, in the back room. It wasn't the basement, but wherever yeah. he was, they didn't know that nigga was back there. And all he showed up is oh shit, the money was in the TV. Oh wow! And he started talking about uh, breakfast with sausages. I'm like, <laughs> what in the entire Jim Crow was going on here? <laughs> Uncle Jim, Uncle Bob, I don't remember. One of, them. It's one of those two, or three. Anyway, long story short, so it was a Lakers home game. LeBron looking real LeBronish. You know, imagine how how much better and faster LeBron would pay would play if he were just to lighten that heavy burden he has on his head. Oh, that's messed up. It's true. I mean, if you just if he would just lighten that load, he probably up. would go at least a point. You know, maybe a point five mile per hour faster. Smooth, he'd be smoother. I saw him rub his head the other day. I was just, I was sure it was going to fly off. So, oh shit, you supposed to be doing that? Here's what I don't get. Why have a, a, a lace front piece 
with no chain, lace front piece, but you leave the middle of the back. Is, is the back left that way so as it would kind of plausibly look like, okay, yeah, we know we're losing some here, right? right. I know. It's like, why that, why that spot in the back? Makes you it see, believable. If, you, if you're going to do it, do a real... If you, hey, if you're going to go Steve Harvey circa 98 to about two, 2006, go full Steve Harvey. No, he don't need no box. Come on, man. That'll look really bad. Shit. Anyway, <laughs> long story really short, uh, they, they, they pulled it out. LeBron played well. I don't have a stat line, but it was likely pretty good. Um, that's the championship. Uh, that's the West right there. Yeah, Whoever, the West. One of those teams coming out the West. That's the West. And on the other end, on the, uh, on the East, ain't nobody beat Milwaukee. That was the Friday game. Our Lakers played them Friday night. Yeah, and it beat the shit out of them too. LeBron had like 30, 37, 8 and 8, something like that. I saw some crazy young man dunks from LeBron Friday night. Yeah, he's trying to get y'all. Not yet. Not yet. They're trying to, they try to make uh, Giannis the new king. He's like, no, 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 not yet. Yeah, not yet. No. About two more years. I give, him, I give LeBron about two more years before he he just plays a lot differently than what he's doing now. Yeah. Are we are we going to talk about Spike on the show? If not, I want to talk about him real quick right now. Hell yeah, we're going to talk about Spike. I'll let you, you know what? Won't God do it? I just, I'm flabbergasted. I don't even know. God is so great and so mighty. See, people out there, you don't understand. When I was, when I, when me and Beyonce linked up to have today's Black on Both Sides, I heard, I, I heard, I heard gospel riffs in the background. I heard a choir. And and the Lord, our God, has touched Be Honest's heart with a topic submission for today's show. Oh my goodness! So, it's been a minute. It's been a while. But you know, hey, you know, you're not what we used to be. But they, but you know, here's who here's who we are today. Won't God do it? So Be Honest, I'm gonna let you go ahead. Let's. So what is this about this Spike Lee? I heard there was a kerfuffle, <laughs> a Donnybrook, a dust up, a situation betwixt him. And the front office of the New York Knickerbockers. Well, I, I think. You By the need- way, if anyone ever call, tells you the Knicks or the Knickerbockers, they're fucking with you. What do or you mean? Know. What do you mean? You know what I mean. <laughs> it's like the LA Knickers, Knickerbockers. Right. Okay. Knickers. So what's going on with Spike? What's going on with Spike and James Dolan? I think you have to have a little bit of background on James Dolan, though. I don't know if, if you listeners out there remember the. Um, there you si- go again. The situation a few months ago, maybe it was a couple of years ago by now, with uh, Char- Charles Oakley, who is uh, Nick Royalty. Iconic, yeah. legendary. Nick Royalty. One, the much only less. other Nick you think of that's not named fucking Patrick Ewing. Right. Actually, not true. You probably think of, of, John of Starks. Uh, Ma- or Mason. Now, ain't nobody, fucking, ain't nobody think about John Starks. You crazy. What? You crazy. Am I riding for John Starks? You crazy. There were a lot of Starks for, fans. Riding for Little Red? Nah, homie. You so, talking about Mason? Yeah, Mason. That whole I team might even good. give you a Charles Smith. Nah, yeah, that, nah. A Ron Harper? Maybe a Ron Harper. You're not doing Charles Yeah, you're no John Starks, man. John Starks was a baller. Man, you maybe not even want a podcast no more. Whatever. You really did hate Michael Jordan and the Bulls. I did hate Michael Jordan. Oh man, I was John a bad boy fan. I, I see what you're doing. I see it no, now. No, 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 no. I was blue collar. That light skin and no. as John Starks. No, sir. I was I'm a saying New York co- nigga. You, oh, not Patrick Ewing. You, you, John Starks. All I right, was man, a blue collar bad boy. We used to put it on the Knicks. I, I love the bad boys, and I hated Jordan because of it. Now we're moving on, though. We'll talk about bad boys another day. James Dolan is notorious for being um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, an asshole. 
well, yeah, but he's just not very self-aware or aware of the times or none of that. It's like it's almost like a little kid running a team. And he's not he doesn't he's not supposed to run the team. He just owns the you team. You mean running the team poorly. Yeah. He's he's kind of like Jerry Jones where he has to have his hands in everything. But um That's not we talking about Skip. That's not what we talking about Skip. I don't even know why he said that. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is recently, I guess the Knicks decided to make some changes to the way they allow people to come in who are not the normal ticket holders who come in through the front gates. And one of those rules included not letting people come through the employee entrance. Spike Lee has been a Knicks fan since he was born. But he's been a Knicks fan. Would you say he might be the most famous Knicks fan there is? He might be the most famous Knicks. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. I mean, he's at least as famous as the Lakers. Uh, she's cuckoo's neck. One the floor of the cuckoo's nest. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he's the he's the, at least at least. Yeah, I would say the equal New York equivalent and, of and Jack Nicholson above. to the Lakers. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, at least absolutely. And um, I mean, he I think he's been a season ticket holder since uh, he was an adult, and somewhere to the note of about ten million dollars worth of season ticket purchases, and he's paid full price for said tickets. Now he didn't know all this shit until recently, by the way. <laughs> the ten million thing number you gave me, he didn't he just found that one out. Right. He too was astounded by how much he has spent over these years. Yeah. When you uh, when you account for inflation, it's been about ten million dollars. But okay, wow. I I digress. And so he shows up to the Nick game the other night and the new official rule that's been given out to all security staff and everyone else is to not permit anyone through this entrance, including and up to Spike Lee. So instead of Somebody letting Spike know in a in a nice way. They basically just didn't permit him through that gate, and so he's like, "What the fuck?" They don't let him in, and now there's this this media rush of Spike is 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 not allowed to come in through the employee entrance or whatever. So we're at the point now where Spike Lee is is, is like we said, one of the greatest of all time fans of any any he's franchise. About the only thing you can think of other than Patrick Ewing. Immediately, the only the only other person that probably comes up to mind for most people because they've been bad for a long, well, forever, is is probably Spike Lee. So James Dolan, he looks like a douche, by the way, is not only indifferent but is willing to combat this and say that 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 this rule sticks regardless who you are. And so that's kind of where we are now. I don't know any any further detail than that. If there's something else that I didn't didn't add in there, Kunta, feel free to. To add that, but um, the idea well, here, well, yeah. well, attendance is now down since this has happened. I wish they'd dramatically. Stop. The Knicks fucking suck anyway. I get it, but it's it's down even further now since this has happened. I think it's at the lowest rate since like 2013 or something like that. So it's like you know, this is you don't got anything to sell fans as a New York Knickerbocker. Uh, there's nothing to sell fans here. There's not. And so, you know, this is essentially like the Lakers telling Jack Nicholson, hey, don't come down here. You got to, you know, you got to go through the gate down like everybody else. Right. Or, you know, you know, or somebody saying Clipper Daryl, Clipper Daryl, take your damn Clipper suit, turn your <laughs> Clipper ass around and get the fuck up out of Clipper Town. And Billy, so Billy Crystal is a, a, a Clipper fan. I ain't seen him in a minute. Yeah, me either. And they've been, and they've been winning games. He came when they sucked. Yeah, and now now that they they win a game or two, yeah, I said it a game or two, right. homie. 
Yeah, he's he nowhere, to be, nowhere to be seen. Some people like that. They like to root for terrible teams. Not Spike Lee, who's been on record and people have said many, 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 many times. He's also tried to recruit players for the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. And so this is, you know, James Dolan has has basically run this franchise into the ground since he's gotten it. And a little bit about James. So James Dolan is a 65, 70-year-old man with frosted tips in 2019. Sorry, 2020. <laughs> That's the type of duty he is. It's unaware, doesn't know. So, you know, at the end of the day, the Knicks are going to suck like they've been been sucking for the last... <sighs> Patrick Ewing. Since Patrick I'm Ewing. Thinking. Alan Houston. Alan Houston team was pretty good. That's it, though, man. Jeremy Lin played nah, one... Nah, that was back in 1999, though, wasn't it? Alan Houston? It's been about 20 years since they've been even comp- remotely... Comp- All Mello had a one competitive year, didn't he? No, no. I would say that they they were they were trying to be competitive. No. No, they- no, not, not championship, but hey, we're in the playoffs. Mm, Look at us. Yeah, I guess so. In I, the playoffs. Yeah, I don't, I don't... I would say 20 years. Yeah, ultimately, I think at the end of the day, this this uh this ownership is probably not going to last for too much longer because um, the product stinks badly, and there's probably going to be an increased call on Dolan to sell the team because it's just a bad product. And now you're you've you've you're you've had this dust up two years ago with Charles Oakley who got arrested. Now you've done this with Spike Lee. This mm. is come on. This is unforgivable to me, though. I mean, Charles like, Oakley hmm. is is Charles Oakley is something that that definitely needs to be investigated, especially now. But Spike Lee, James you, Dolan, you got to hmm. be kidding me! You got to be kidding what do, me! What do Charles Oakley and Spike Lee have in common? They're old. Other than that, mm. I don't know. I don't. I'll think about. It. It'll come to me later. I don't know. Anyway, so James Dolan says, "Fuck you, Spike Lee. Fuck your Oscar award." Fuck your cool ass Morris Blackman tennis shoes. Fuck you, it must be the shoes money. Fuck you, you gotta do the right thing. Fuck you as a staff, a record label, and a motherfucking crew. Your black ass goes through the front gate like everybody else. Why do this, B? Why do this? Why do this? Well, let me do it this way. Why double down after it becomes a thing? Oh, that's all ego. That's all ego. I think the first thing that they did was probably just a a, a poor calculation. The second thing, or maybe though, somebody was, fucked up. Yeah. Second and thing, now the thing. Yeah. And so this guy says, "Double up." I don't know, man. You know, again, it's hard for me as a non Nick fan to really, you know move the needle but as an outsider it's like all right well you guys literally have nothing going on because for the last five to six years the only thing worth seeing is spike lee almost getting cussed out by the other team's best player that's about it <laughs> right <laughs> exactly. spike, if you don't leave them boys alone they don't man leave them little leave them young boys alone they're not trying what you're saying yeah yeah so that's bullshit man but you know, it'll be what it'll be. I, I don't believe he's ever apologized to Charles Oakley, so I don't assume this thing is going to get this thing is going to get fixed at all. I wish that all Nick fans would just stop going and go like support Brooklyn or something. That's kind of what's happening. They've kind of taken earlier. We talked about uh, New York and, and having two teams. Well, the Brooklyn Nets are actually that's kind of what's happening. To be honest with you, see what I did there? I said to be honest. To be honest, I'm clever. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, that's 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 that transition is happening. It's kind of like what the lake, what the uh, the Clippers thought they were doing with the Lakers, because they forgot the Lakers has have won almost twenty world championships. But but for that, they probably would have hoped for a similar thing. But yeah, uh, New York is now becoming less of a Knicks uh, city and more of a of a uh, Brooklyn Nets city, despite the fact Brooklyn's in Brooklyn and not you know Madison Square Garden, which is in New York City. So we'll see, man. I think uh, you'll see Spike showing up on the sidelines of the Nets sitting next to Jay. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, but fuck, but fuck uh, James Dolan. I hope he loses his team. Absolutely. Because uh, he may. You know, the league is very sensitive to making money and not making money and the Knicks have just, they've just, that that, crap, that that franchise. Imagine if the Yankees were terrible for 20 years. Imagine if whatever favorite team, imagine if the Cowboys hadn't won a Super Bowl. Tw- well, nope, nope, no, never mind. That's a bad one. Imagine if um, <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little, hey man, I gotta keep, the, I gotta keep the heat on the Dallas Cowboys because my boy Des Bryant is out there practicing and training, doing Des Bryant-ish type things against the air. And I know he can at least do what the good old boy Jason Witten did. He can at least run out there five yards and stand still and, and, and have somebody throw him the ball. He can at least do that shit. Because that's what Jason Witten did last year. But I don't even know why I brought that up. At the end of the day, fuck the Knicks, fuck Dolan and Spike. Can't wait to see you in a Nets, uh, uh, in a, in a Nets uh, jersey. Can't yeah. wait. Sad though. Speaking of, huh? I said it's sad though. That's it. Yeah, sh- shit happens, man. Shit happens. People just, I don't, I don't, the world's going to hell pretty much. Um, speaking of shit going to hell, earlier today, I was hanging out in the Slack Room. Slack Room being the place where all of the fans of the Rare Sonnets Network, uh, this show, the Mothership, um, the No Nonsense Show, BTG for President, uh, open run with BTG. Uh, can go to congregate and talk smack, interact on a day to day basis. And friend of the show, Montoyas, uh, from the Shoot from the Hip show, put in some delicious barbecue. He was getting ready to put on smoker. Did you see that, B? I did. It looked delicious. It looked amazing. It looked fucking amazing, and his shit was not even cooked yet. Be on, be, you want to know where I was when I saw that shit? Uh, at at lunch. Yeah, I was actually at dinner with the Kuntas. We were my 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 middle child decided that we should all go to go to eat dinner. You know where we were? Be give me give me three guesses. Uh, Olive Garden. Nope. Um, Olive Garden sucks, by the way. But okay. Jim and Nick's barbecue. Who the fuck is that? Okay. Um, <laughs> that's my zone six shit. I don't know. I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with that. Jim and Nick's. Should I look them up? I mean, do they, do they do the do? I mean, what well, I don't understand. Nah, it's all right. It's a franchise. Maybe it's a southeast franchise though. Um, okay. Last chance. I will, I will, I will Google them after this. Sh- after we record, Jim and Nick's. Can't wait. Last chance. Roscoe's chicken and waffles. That would have been a good place to go. Now that you think about, it. but that's not what we were. We was at goddamn Chili's. Ugh. Living our living our least best middle class fancy lives, There's and so I done nothing, fucked around and nothing at Chili's. Hmm? There's no dish that's good at Chili's. 
You know, I go about once every two years or so to have the ribs to remind myself, fuck them ribs. Right. And so I, I ordered ribs. They done came out. And I ordered the dry rub shits. And these shits look like they found these motherfuckers. Like they found them outside already cooked. So they were just dry. They weren't dry rub. Yeah, they, they just found dry. these shits outside. A dog might have got to a little bit of it. And I'm looking at this delicious, love it own, uh, seasoned ribs right. and chicken. And then he went and sold some sausage. I'm like, what? But God, it's ruined my whole damn meal. This ruined my meal. All of it. Couldn't eat that shit anymore. Yeah, I don't go to Chili's. You gotta, you gotta love yourself. Shout out to, the, to, to Montoya. S- send us a plate. Well, don't send me a plate. Freeze dry it. That's what they do. Right. Shit, man. So I just want to go on record that Chili's fucking sucks. Um, all right. So today's a special day, B. Is it? Did you know that it's. Someone's birthday today. A lot of people's birthday today. Yeah, but it's very rare that you get to be reborn while you're alive into somebody else. Hmm. You hear about this? No. So D. Wade, D. Wade, Dwayne Wade, announced yesterday was the born day. He introduced the world, the no, world. No, the man, world, come on, don't say it. To Zaya Wade. So it's a new birthday. It's I, I don't. He just wanted to formally announce the cha- the name change is now is it's here. They went. Let me, got- let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Pull up. It's it's here. And so there was a, you know, he wanted to control the narrative, and uh, and so, you know, he wanted to introduce the world. Actually, it was today, not yesterday. He wanted to introduce the world. I'm going to read, quote, everyone, allow her to reintroduce herself. Her name is Zaya Wade. Last night was Zaya's first red carpet, and we couldn't have been prouder of how she handled the questions that were asked of her. She has emerged as one of the young faces and voices of the LGBTQ community. Hashtag Truth Awards. So I guess at these Truth Awards... Um, I assume there was some sort of a red carpet and D. Wade's new daughter formerly is now Zaya Wade. Okay. Okay. I just, I just, I just renegotiated my stance on this. Okay. So hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> so she was wearing a, a nice, uh, kind of a, a Billy Porter themed gender bender suit. Um, she has a, uh, he has, she has, she has, um, she has a lovely neon green uh, jacket. It looks like there's a little bit of a tails situation into a flowing pant, uh, black pant. And it looks like some um, high heeled boots with a bright fuchsia faux sash down the hip line. And she's also wearing. Uh, these glasses that look, kind of have a a, 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 a pilot style, but they're clearly, they may only be for show. There might be, might, might not be an actual prescription there. So, right. so that was her, her bursting on the stage as a LGBT young voice. And in, and that was what D Wade uh, wanted to let us know that ancient changed. He's out here being supportive as ever. And, uh, you know, 
And so that's that's how he's rolling. And so that that was interesting. And oh, just to complete the look, there were no acrylic nails this time. I think she kind of went for a more um, toned down a bit. You know, look, that's L-E-W-K, look. So we kind of just stuck with serving face and hot looks uh, last night. So B, clearly the only thing to take from this is the following. D-Wade's basically just said, fuck you, little boozy. That's the only way I can take this. Right. Is there beef now between D-Wade and Lil Boozy? No. I mean, just shit. No. Come on, man. 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 Come on. Don't, don't cut it off, man. Don't cut it off, man. He's just a boy, man. He might get older, man. He might fall in love. Don't do it, man. Don't do it, man. Right. What do you think about that? Let me, let me be clear. What do you think about allowing a child who's not yet achieved the age of puberty to decide that they want uh, gender, let's say, corrective surgery? So we're at 12 years old, right? Is that what we're talking about? I think so. I'm not going to look it up, but he's not 13. Okay. So prior to today, I was on the side of, um, you know, stop. Don't, don't make any rash decisions. However. Come on, man. No. What, this, is, this is why I changed my perspective. Because they just keep going. They just keep going no matter who says, hey, give it a second. Hey, think about that. Don't go in that door. Uh, you know, there's something around the corner you might not, you know, not be ready for. And no matter what, you can, we keep saying it. People keep feeling that way. However, I don't feel like there's any awareness whatsoever on the part of Dwayne Wade, his wife, his kid. They're continuing this. They're pushing it. So now it's to the point where I feel like this. Hey, more power to you. You know, because the thing is, is that whatever they do get, bad or good, they ask for it. They ask for it. So at this point now, if if they go in and go to the, the extent of reassignment surgery and that kid re- regrets it down the road, hey, man, I think I don't I don't think he's old enough to make decisions for himself, but he's old enough to know the damn good from bad and right from wrong. At 12 years old, you know, right from wrong. And he's continuing to push this little agenda. Uh, at 18 I don't think he'll be any more situated than he is at 12 it doesn't seem like he's that type of that type of kid so and I'm sorry I said he this this person wants to be known as pronouns man I just I don't know why you do this to us I didn't I didn't think but now I do I I correct I'm correcting myself within the same five minutes I think there's a five minute grace period so and if there isn't I just invented that so we need to have a five minute grace period for people to catch the pronoun let's start the sound how sound bite how the sound by society works, but interesting though. <laughs> right. um, so, hey, man, if she if she's this dedicated and this committed to making the change and being a spokesman, excuse me, can, uh, spokesperson, oh, it'd still be a Jesus spokesman, me. right? It'd still be a spokesman. Okay, okay boomer. <laughs> it'd still be a spokesman if 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 she is dedicated to be a spokesman for this cause. Hey, more power to you, man. I I I, I, I mean, not man. I wish you success. I, I wish don't you believe success. you. I wish you success. I don't know, but I don't believe you. <laughs> How do you feel about it? No, a long, long time ago in deep East Texas from where King Kunta hails from. As a young boy, I would go to get my hair cut at the barber shop. Uh, I went to this barber shop. The barber's name was E.L. Brown. AKA Poochie Brown. He cut everybody's hair. He cut my my hair, my uncle's hair, everybody I knew. He done cut he, he done cut 50, 50, 11, 50 million heads in a in, in a hundred mile radius of Deep East Texas. 
anyway, it was the 90s, so it was a crazy time. Everybody was, tr- everybody was trying to get either that new Johnny Gill or that new Bobby Brown. It was crazy. Uh, and one thing he would say before you got your haircut was, hey, I can always cut it off, but I can't put it back on. So I say that to say this. I hope that this child and this child's parents, all three of them, that's Dwayne, that's Gabrielle, and that's his mother, whose name I forgot because she's a crazy person, have all weighed in and talked about this. Um, and they are all prepared to move forward with what you know gender reassignment means because once it's done, technology that we know of today says that that's, that's, that's done. That's, by the way, that's probably why Caitlin won't go through the process because that's a no turning back proposition. You can have breasts removed. You can put in fake breasts and take them out. But once you go snip, snip, it's snipped. It's no unsnipping unless in 72 hours with John Wayne Bobbitt to get him back. But other than that, it's, that's normally it. Yeah. So, you know, I believe children mature mentally, probably in some, no, I don't want to say that. In some instances, a child can be more mature than their years would suggest. True. And as a parent, you need to understand whether or not you have a mature child or a fucking idiot. So uh, it seems like D. Wade and Gabrielle Union are falling on the side of, okay, we think our child is thought about this. She's very intelligent. This is what she wants. Jesus Christ. This is a black on both sides. We're trying not to get canceled, huh? <laughs> Time out. Listeners. Yeah, I use the L word. That's all getting here. Let's take a knee. <laughs> Are we really doing this shit? Is this what we are? Is this what we're really doing? Because I don't know. You tell me if this is what we're really doing. If this is what we're doing, I'm going to do it. But if we're not really doing this, you wait for somebody to say, maybe we shouldn't do this, I'm ready to say we shouldn't do this. But if, but if we're doing it, I mean, we can do it. But if you don't want to do it, you know, and you want somebody to say, hey, we shouldn't do it, you know, I'm here for that as well. Well, I, Let me know. I, I don't know if you heard the irony in, in my statement. I'm basically saying that you get what you deserve at the end. I know I said a lot of nice things before that, but the... the, the what do you mean get what you deserve? If you cut your dick off and then one day want your dick back, you get what you deserve. Yeah, but normally you're an adult when you do that. Yeah, but I'm talking about the whole lot of them. The whole lot. I mean, when I say, yeah, normally is right. I understand there are some instances where there has been gender reassignment or another gender thing that's been done way early. We get that. We're not talking about the exceptions. We're talking about typicality. As a 12-year-old boy, if you don't understand that you're not going to get that dick back no matter how much you cry, you get what you deserve. I know you're not an adult yet. I know that you're still thinking in an immature way, but there have been plenty of memes. There have been plenty of exposés, uh, uh, op-ed pieces. There have been plenty of opportunities for you to get some goddamn sense. If you're this committed to it, if you're this, if, and, and if your parents are this committed to your, your choice, I say bravo, go for it, but... I don't want to hear no bullshit in 15 years. Just keep it to yourself. I want you to put your tears into your pillow. Or your or your pink neckerchief. 
You know, man, I, I'm just going, you know, I'm going to keep it a buck. How about that? I'm going to keep it 100. I wouldn't let him do it if this was my child. Me I'd either. say, hey, we're going we're gonna to ride this out. Yeah, me you know, either. When you're old enough to get a tattoo, which is about the only other permanent thing you can have done to your body legally uh, on your own, then we'll talk about this. You better just walk right here and make your ass twitch harder. Switch harder. We're not, we ain't, we're not cutting anything off. No. We're not changing no names. We're, we're not, not adding anything. Off. Nothing. We're not, we're not, until, you know, you are, you know, of, of some age of maturity other than 12 or under 13. That's not going to work. No way. No way in hell. I'm not changing Now, I'm names. not saying, you know, later, if, uh, the child grows up and wants to do this and they feel they should do this. I'm not, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's your yeah. life, adult. you live with that. As an adult, well, right yes, now, I you, you live under my roof and you ain't, hmm. yeah, sometimes, sometimes, you ain't had pussy, this pussy had you. Yeah, we're going to have a problem. You're not just going to do this right now. Yeah, sometimes you, it's a you job. You don't have to, yeah. Sometimes it's a job of a parent just not to allow the kid to mess up. Not You just got to get him. Like Chris Rock said, keep him off the pole. Sometimes it's a job of a parent just to do that level of parenting. You don't have to be the best damn parent all the time, but you do have to protect them from themselves. However, this situation is very different because they are so committed to letting everybody know that it's okay. So the hell with it. I'm not going to fight him anymore. I don't have an opinion against him anymore. But I say bravo, young young lady, and your parents, bravo to both of you guys too. And whatever happens, do not come on TV talking about, we weren't, we didn't know, and we made him. No, I don't want to hear that shit. Cry in your pillow. That's all I got to say. But I support them because that's their thing. I get it. And well, if you can I, do what you want because Gabrielle Union said, we keep moving forward. Exactly. We keep leading with love, light, and hope for a better, more inclusive world. Sounds beautiful. What did she say, B? A better, more what world? Inclusive, inclusive. world. I feel it. Stay I, put and stay mad if you won't. We keep it pushing always. As I've said on the No Nonsense Except show. for you on break, baby. Fuck you. You can't come in my house. <laughs> As I said on the, as I said on the No Nonsense Show, the world- We're including everybody <laughs> but your ass. <laughs> the world would be a much better place if we were more inclusive and Her more- name is Zaya because she wants to. She made a choice. I know you didn't make a choice, but I'm making a choice. Fuck you and your mama. Prejudice has no place in this world, and I, that includes young Zaya. Unless you're talking about prejudice <laughs> to home wreckers, in which case, <laughs> fuck them. Oh my so God. aggressive, except that that has no place in a civilized world. That would cause society to fall on itself. That is outright destruction of the home. <sighs> Listeners, if you don't know what he's talking about, Dwayne Wade had a baby on break with another woman, and uh, that nigga can't get a plate. He can't come in the house. He can't even play outside. Like they can't drop him off in the yard. It's nothing. No, 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 no. You keep your ass. His brothers won't go. Want to see him? They better go to where he's at. (laughs) But look, though, you took my little girl where? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So look. So that's you know at the end of the day. Zaya Wade, you know, you figured it out. This is your life. If you are, you got enough. Hey, you got, you, you can finesse your parents to let you do whatever you want to do. And they allow you to get this thing that you say you want. Hey, I hope it works out for you. 
Everybody ain't got it like that. When I was 12, man, I wanted a what? Uh, uh, PlayStation 2. I didn't get that shit when I wanted it, but I eventually got it. So it is what it is. If you can finesse it, go ahead. Gabrielle and D-Wade, I'm sick of your shit. Both of you. Particularly you, Gabby. You think you got these people fooled? I don't know why black people is letting them make it on this, B. Do you know? No. This boy, you got a whole other ass, a whole ass other kid. And he can't come to the house. Period. Period. You just pretend he don't exist at all. It's bizarre to me, B. I don't understand. I don't understand. Why put yourself in this light as if we don't know? Right. This ain't some fucking uh, Janet Jackson shit. You know how they say Janet Jackson had a baby a long time ago and they kept it secret? Right. By the way, be honest, happy International Women's Day. Uh, okay. You didn't know that was today? I didn't. You're a damn Philistine. Anyway, uh, Janet Jackson posted a pic, by the way, of herself on International Women's Day. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know, she went with the Velvet Rope Tour. Yeah, that's not what the fuck she looks like anymore. Yeah, she's uh, swole up. Marcus, I'm not wearing any panties. <laughs> that's what she looks like now. Uh, God, that's brutal, man. Have you looked at her Instagram lately? Yeah, she looks swole up. No, nah, man, she looks old up. Well, that too. She looks old as. She's like she's been sitting in pickle juice, and it's and it's gotten inside her inside her like underneath the skin. She looked like that mold got drawn on, and now it's a real mold because it got it got drawn on a long time ago. And she never wiped it off. Not the point. Let's go back. So back to. Uh, so I, I'm tired of seeing Gabrielle and, and D Wade hold themselves out as these great parents. It's hypocrisy. It is bullshit. And it has nothing to do with Zaya Wade. How am I going to be mad at Zaya Wade when I see Ernie Urban Magic Johnson Jr. every day? They do family-themed pictures. What are the colors? Uh, silver and gold. This nigga got on purple. <laughs> got to stand out. Every goddamn time. We're on the beach. This nigga wearing heels. Really? You, you insane? What are we doing? Right. He's surrounded by Sandy and Hill. So I don't have a problem with that. It's fine. It's, it is where it is. But this idea that, oh, we're so open-minded. Oh, we're such great parents. Don't you wish you could aspire to be parents like us? You are hiding a son. I need Pusha T to get on this. Somebody, somebody should send this to Pusha T. That's what they should do. Pusha T needs to get on this. We need another Adonis. We need another one of these. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Any event, man. So, Zaya Wade, like it's coming, becoming a thing thing. I don't know if they're going to go through with the surgery. I'm sure they will tell us. Yeah. They will tell us about everything that's going on with each and every one of their children, but that other little nigga. Fuck him. Okay. What if he turns out to be like the dopest ball player out of all of them and goes to the pros and. Ugh, that's ugly. Exactly. And that, then the D Wade to be in the background and, you know. And this is going to be weird as fuck. That happens quite a bit. Remember Mike Bibby? No. You don't remember Mike Bibby, the basketball player? I remember Mike Bibby. I don't remember his situation. Yeah, he and his dad did not get along at all, which was awkward as fuck because his dad was the head coach of a rival's college when Bibby was in school. And when the, when the Mike Bibby played for the Arizona Wildcats, right. I think he was on the team the last time they won a championship. He was cold ass. That boy was cold. 
But um, he was the only person better than him to me was Miles Simon, who never really went to the pros or maybe came to the pros and didn't do that good. He had a cup of coffee with Orlando, but now he's on the Lakers staff. But no, he never stuck anywhere. Um, yeah, him, Miles Simon, and them, uh, them, them, them light. I know why you liked Arizona. What nothing? What nothing but Beyonce's on the team. Hey. Nah, I know why you liked. You ain't fooled nobody. It was <laughs> it was Beyonce. It was all Beyonce's and one Jason Terry. Hey, it was Jason Terry and all, everybody else was Beyonce. All of them. <laughs> It was a good. It was a good squad, though. You even said, "Hey, man, I gotta get a haircut." Well, yeah, yeah, me too. Where we going? Supercuts? Nah, man, I can't go to supercuts. <laughs> bro, bro, no, I can't. No, man, sports. Come clips. on, sports. No, man, I can't go to sports. <laughs> but they get a massage. It's great. That's only for the white people. They don't even. Shit, look. man, no, I gotta. No, no, me, me. I brought my Clippers because ain't no black. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, his dad. So that's funny though. His dad was a rival coach. Yeah. So at so it's 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 they do not get along today. They have never reconciled. So once uh, one time Arizona was playing Duke, and I don't know if you know anything about college basketball, but Duke's Duke's uh, fans are notorious for saying all types of crazy shit to players. They right. do research. So the chant they had for Mike Bibby went as follows. Your dad hates you. <laughs> Your dad hates you. <laughs> and it was okay because Mike hates his dad right goddamn back. Right. <laughs> and then he torched him. Yeah, he torched him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So, so yeah, that was awkward as fuck. Um, did you see that meme? You know, this healing, the healing process is, 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 is we use laughter to help us with the healing process. So I'm at a place now to where I can kind of, I can joke about some things. And in the vein of, of fathers being awkward as hell with sons who surpass them or don't, you see that meme about uh, Michael Jordan crying and his kids asked him, come up to him and ask what's wrong? No, I haven't seen that. He said, they said, dad, why are you crying? What's wrong? And he says, my son died. And they say, but dad, we're, 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 we're fine. What do you mean? And the meme says, MJ looks them dead in the eye and say, ain't none of, ain't none of you niggas, Kobe. Wow. <laughs> I said what I said. Because Marcus and Jeffrey suck. They, they were real bad. Yes, they played. They were terrible. They were very bad. One of them is like a yeah, shoe so, salesman now or something, right? No, they don't. They they do what Will Smith's oldest boy do. Just be online. No, they just like what? What do you do? No, that's my dad. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, that's 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 my dad. Well, when I said salesman, I was kind of being uh, modest. He no, he, they don't. No, they don't have brands. They don't have labeling. Got nothing going on. What's going on? Yeah, that's that's. that's nah, my dad. he's like a he's like a Jordan reseller. Is he? Yeah, he like he'll he'll get the like the which it seems like cheating to me. He'll get like the 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 dead stock. Of like some crazy uh, OG retro whatever, and then he'll sell it for more. It kind of seems kind of like cheating to me. I don't know. This is a real thing. I think so, man. Because that's even worse than 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 Trey Smith. And if that's the case, yeah, it is worse. <laughs> because, hey, Dad, can I have the no? Right. Okay. <laughs> so he's got to go use his allowance to go buy these shits. <laughs> he's got to use his his the Nike back channels with the people he grew up with to go use his own allowance to buy these shits and then try to flip them. Uh, Dad, true. you know it'd be great if I could know. <laughs> 
That's pitiful, man. Shit, even primetime Deion Sanders, every now and then he'll wear his oldest boy shit. That's funny. So Deion Sanders has three boys and a girl. Oh, he's got three boys, two girls. Now his first set of kids, they uh the one girl, she's you know, she sells hair now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now the boy, Deion Sanders Jr. Well, nigga ran a four six forty. That ain't gonna get and it. And he's about five eight. Mm. Yeah, that ain't gonna get it either. He did no, he no gonna get it. No, he didn't get it. So now he sells clothes. <laughs> so uh and I was gonna say, unlike MJ, at least Dion will fucking wear his kids' clothes from time to time. Right. Now Dion's second batch of children, the two boys and the girl who he had with uh Oh that crazy bitch. Mm, can't think of her name. No idea. Anyway, so his his she's with Jay Prince right now, and as everybody who knows who listens to Black on Both Sides, we have nothing but the utmost respect and adoration and appreciation for Jay Prince. Is her exactly? Anyway, uh, so his second batch of kids, one uh, looks a lot like his dad, not quite as fast, but who the fuck is? And he's on scholarship. He'll be entering his second year with uh, uh, South Carolina Univer- University of South Carolina, South Carolina University. Gamecocks? Gamecocks. Okay. I'll check him out. And so we'll see where he winds up, but he was a damn good high school defensive back. Yeah. He's got them quick twitch muscles. He's probably about six feet, five, 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 eleven, six feet at or near his dad's height. Not, again, not as fast as his dad, but not slow either. Right. So we'll see. Now his youngest son? That's where the money is. His youngest son goes about 6'2". Shadur Sanders. Oh, the other boy is Shiloh. Shadur Sanders is about 6'2". He's won back-to-back-to-back state championships as the starting quarterback. And he will probably win the state championship next year, too. Wow. And uh, and uh, uh, Deion Sanders has called in every fucking favor he has. He regularly has him train with Peyton Manning and go to that camp and stuff. So that young fellow is probably as unfair as it says for B, uh, where uh, where where Deion's uh, hopes and dreams lie are in his youngest son, and that's probably a, a better bet. Uh, Blue chip or back position. And now his little girl Deandra, she plays basketball. Is apparently okayish. So, you know, who knows? We'll see. But I digress. We were talking about people's kids falling out in spite of them or balling out in, you know, with them. What if you just, so, put a ball, what if you just put a ball in your mouth? Because that's what Dwayne Wade's kid's probably going to do. I don't, I don't, even, I don't The ball know. will not be out. It'll be in. Mm, I don't know what we're doing here. Telling it like it is. This this comes no no this go this comes along with it. Seems like a trap. (laughs) No, this comes along with it. You wanted your dick cut off. You wanted to you wanted to get the jokes. You gonna get jokes. So you might as well get these jokes. Well, D Wade's oldest son plays with LeBron's son, and D Wade's oldest son is going to get a D one scholarship. He's okay. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to make it to the league, but he's you know he's he's. Zaya French Reggie. D one, but Zaya's just gonna get the D and take the one, hold the one. Zaya gonna be D one in fashion school. <laughs> no, she's, gonna, gonna, she's gonna, gonna get the I'll D. I'll be wearing Zaya Wade products. I'm here for it. I can't D1, wait. D one, hold the the one. She's gonna get the D again. It's gonna be great. You gonna be wearing heels. I'm we're gonna be wearing gender neutral heels. That's what we all gonna be wearing. We all gonna be a couple inches taller. And we all gonna feel better about ourselves. This will be our truest selves. Right. Um, Segue in here. Something a little bit uh, keeping it light. Um, 
I saw something on the internet where Holly Berry, Miss Berry, Holly Berry. Apparently she uh she she took some test or something and she shares DNA with Sarah Palin. Cool. <laughs> and you know what Holly Berry said when someone brought this up on, on her social media? What they say? What she, she said, said all family ain't invited to the barbecue. That's what she said? Yes, what she said. <laughs> you know, you know, just like most people, King Kunta included, the older I get, the blacker I get. And that shit is happening with Holly Berry. The way Holly Berry be talking right now, I don't know how the fuck she was with some dude named uh, Jacques or, or whatever, Henri, whatever his name was. She just, she's getting blacker as fuck in her old age, except for the yoga. Except for the yoga. I don't know nothing about that. But yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's funny. Sarah Palin then. But anywho. So um all right, man. Let's kind of before we get up out of here. So as you know, the Democratic presidential primary has tightened up. Um now we're down to three candidates, to be honest. Did you know that? Yes, we're down to uh Bernie Sanders, uh, Joe Biden, and I would say mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, you haven't heard? I haven't. No, Elizabeth Warren ended her candidacy about three days ago. Perfect, perfect. After she took some of and our she votes. was on SNL. Did you see that me that that video uh, which her and the actor actress is playing on SNL? They did the uh, so. There's the thing now, the switch where you have a song playing and it's a guy and a girl or two people. And the they, one switches the light off when it comes back on. The two individuals switch places and switch clothes. You seen that? You've heard about that? Have not. Anyway, so she's doing it with the uh, character that plays her on SNL, and they got some trap beats going on in the back. And so the, the actress that plays her is kind of like killing them with the shoulders. And uh, and they're in the bathroom, one's recording it, and all of a sudden she does what they do on social media. She flicks the light and comes back on, and they switch places. And then Elizabeth Warren tries to uh, kill him with the shoulders. Kill him with the shoulders. Oh God! I just be. I just don't understand <sighs> why white women have to dance that way. I don't. I know white women that can't dance, so that's a. That's I, a I do too. I do. This is not about. This is not about the exceptions. I mean, it's like, do you even hear the music? It's like you have a move. This is like this is my dance. No matter what the song is, fuck finding the beat. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> So Elizabeth Warren has not uh, yet come out and given an endorsement to either Biden or Bernie yet. We don't know what she's going to do. Well, but she, B, I said there are three candidates left. I don't know who it could be because Bloomberg is out too, right? Yeah, nigga, well, he, uh, that didn't go well. He got I don't know who else it could be. All right, give you one more guess. So no Bloomberg, no Warren. Judge is gone. Klobuchar mm-hmm. is gone. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg is gone. I thought mm-hmm. Elizabeth, now Elizabeth Warren is gone. We got mm-hmm. Bernie and Joe Biden. Uh, what about Tom Steyer? He's gone. Yeah, he backed that ass right up out the race. <laughs> yeah, he, okay. I thought you were about to say he's back. Somebody okay. said he's still in South Carolina. He's been smoking <laughs> bunk and everything. He's he been gang. on a bender since South Carolina. <laughs> Speaking of bunk, B, do you know what bunk is? I don't. Apparently, it's what these Miami niggas smoke. Bunk is like a mixture of marijuana and cocaine. Oh, wow. Do you know that Trick Trick Daddy Dollars has lupus? Didn't know that. Do you know that the only medicine he's taking to treat said lupus is bunk? 
Uh, I don't think it's going to work, but hey, more power to you. He's still here. It's <laughs> been at least three or four years. More power to you, sir. You and Zaya. Shit. Uh, she will be Boonk adjacent at some point. Anyway, uh, long story short, B. So who's the third? Who, there are three candidates on the Democratic, in the Democratic primary for president. I am shocked and amazed. Not really that you have, you've, you, you've, you can identify Bernard and Uncle Joe. On International Women's Day, you don't remember the third candidate whose, whose campaign is vibrant and, and 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 is still ongoing is 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 ready to take it to the electorate at the at the at the convention you don't know who the who the third person is it's a woman too i have no idea tulsi gabbard <laughs> i didn't think she i didn't even think she was still i didn't think she even entered when they got to the voting time you know I me mean? what you know my, how many delegates she's gotten so far one or something no five no. Nine. Nope. It's single digits. Nope. What? How many? She doesn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> That's a single digit. <laughs> a zero, I guess. That's a you know what? I'm not going to argue. You're right. A zero can't be a single digit. Yo, what is the problem? What? What? Like, what's the disconnect? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't even think. That's why I didn't even think she got into it. Because when I looked it up, I actually Googled Democratic primary about maybe three days ago just to see kind of where everybody was at. She had zero, so I thought she didn't even enter the shit. You want to hear something funny? What? So, so she's uh, she's a she's a congressperson from Hawaii. Okay. She is very proud of her uh, native roots. You know, Hawaiian people, Samoan people. Do you know that there is actually a voting block of Samoan people? Didn't know. It's called America Samoa. American Samoa. Hmm. They have one one delegate to give to a candidate. You know what one <laughs> they give it to? <laughs> Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> they gave it to Mike Bloomberg. Wow. <laughs> Shit, I mean, it's like Maui said, Maui Moana said, nah, bitch, you seem different. I don't know. I don't trust you. Zero. Yeah, but no, she's shit. She's, you know, she's fighting for us, B. Me. Somebody, everyone. Somebody did call me a Samoan king one time. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, or bad. I don't really know many skinny Samoans. I don't know. You'll figure that out on your own. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, so so good luck, Tulsi. Um, no, come on. You know, I hope it works out for you. <laughs> it's a convention. Hope you're right in somehow. Some people say, you know what? Shit, fuck. You know what? We, uh, Buddha Judge won these votes, so we can probably do whatever we want with him. Let's give him a Tulsi. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's fucking crazy. It's probably going to be Biden. Uh, yeah, it should be. Otherwise, everything is fucked. When I say everything, I don't just mean Democrats. I mean, literally everything will be fucked. Four more years of, of Trump in office, the world as we know it in the United States is going to change dramatically. People just might start calling you nigga in the street saying, it'll be shit you can do about it. Oh, Trump, is, Trump, back. Trump is going to beat Biden, though. Come on. Don't be mm, I don't know. Come on. Oh, I'm, but I'm, it's not one. I don't think so. And two. I'm actually more concerned with the other races, the Senate and the House. Oh, okay. Uh, but I digress. Um, coronavirus. Dr. Dr. Uh, Drew. Mm, 
Not Dr. Phil. Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew of Adam and Drew Loveline fame. Remember that? Remember that MTV show, B? I do. Loveline? I do remember it. People would call in all kinds of shit. Kind of like what you guys do on the No Nonsense show. <laughs> uh, okay. Except it's the same caller. And he's a host. He just tells you. Actually, it's two of them. It's like between between French and and, and smooth. It's like he all you guys do run a love line about once every other week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you know, Jamie Max doctorate degree, and you acting as you know the sometimes color. comic relief. You guys kind of got your own the color commentary. Doctor Jamie Mack and and uh, Doctor Drew and uh, oh, what was his name? Adam Carolla, right? Yeah, so it's it's it's, it's Doctor Mac and be honest, yeah. but even man. So yeah, so um, he's not happy with the media, right? He believes the media is blowing this way out of proportion. So does Trump. And talking like a doctor when they're not doctors, though some of the media's like Doctor San, Sanjay Gupta at CNN, they are doctors. And not medical certainly doctors, the though. Center for Disease Control and the World Health Organization, they are not just randomly issuing past warnings. But he's saying that people that the media is reporting this in such finality as at and and as a result is causing mass hysteria. B do you know out here in Southern California, my wife, Miss Kunta, was pissed off because she believes she's afraid she can't find toilet paper. And water and hand sanitizer because people are stockpiling it and they're sold out. Yep. Now, why is she so upset? Because she wants to buy it all to stockpile it. I mean, it's just the same. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same shit. It's the same. I mean, I. So, what I've heard from Dr. Drew and my forever president, President Obama, is hey, we're probably all getting this shit or we're all going to be exposed to it. Some of us will get sick. Those that do, most of them will be like, oh shit, man, I was sick as fuck. Two days later, I'm good. That was crazy. Now for others who've had a pre-existing illness or a weakened immune system, it might be a fucking problem. Yeah. Because it actually does have a higher kill rate than the flu. Did you know that? Uh, Sure. So the flus, the regular, the common flu, most flus have about a 1% to 2% mortality rate. Right. And as we are tracking now, the coronavirus appears to have close to a 3% mortality rate. But again, that's because of who's getting it. So it's still... No, no, no. You can, you know, you can compare apples to apples. You can compare apples to apples. It's the same type of people get the flu. It is slightly more deadly in the people that the flu would be deadly to, is what I'm saying. Right, but what I'm saying though is the people who are getting it are different types of people. The people who are getting the coronavirus are easily more are are more are older a group of people. So the kill rate for them. No, 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 but follow what I'm saying. So the same group of people that could have gotten the flu that the that the flu vaccine was not prepared for, they would still die at a one percent less ratio. So it is. It's, so now I guess what I'm saying at the end of the day is slightly more deadlier than the flu. But all things aren't equal, I don't think. But okay, I see, I see what you're saying. Right, because there are vaccines to prevent the flu. Right. And every now and then, you know, they get flu virus strains that the, the vaccine wasn't prepared for. Right. But for the most part, they can kind of be forecasted. So the thing that scares real doctors is, well, not scares, but causes concern is, oh, this is a percentage higher mortality rate 
than the flus we've seen so far. Right. But it but statistically, I know it's easy for me to say, statistically, we're not talking about that much. Right. So then are you and prepared so, are you prepared to say on on the show that you are supporting Trump's initial response? B Remember when you were taking like high math classes in, in high school? Ah, uh, sure. All right. So you get a problem, right? And you figure out the answer and you write it down. What did the teacher tell you to do when you, when you went up there and just wrote the answer down? What show she asked you to show do? Show your work. Right. And then B, did you look at her and say, you know what? I prayed on it and I have a hunch. <laughs> I wish I had been smart enough to say that. Facts of matter are B, you still got to get to that answer from a place of knowledge. Otherwise, you just got lucky. And, we, and, and, and so what I'm actually what I'm prepared to say to you is based on the information we have today. March 8th, 2020. My understanding that I've been able to glean from various outlets is one, you or someone you know is going to get coronavirus. Yeah. Two, obviously you are going to be exposed to coronavirus. Yeah. Three, the odds of you dying by being exposed to coronavirus are small. Yes. That's what I know so far today. Now, you know, will things change? Can things change? Yes, they can. The tests are still not complete. We right. still have no idea how many people have the, have the coronavirus here. We don't know how many people have died in China, and they're not going to tell us because they don't have to. So right. that's what I'm working with today. But to say Trump is right and to say the administration is right for being flat-footed and asking for uh, essentially $7 billion less money than they needed to help health care. I, no, I don't know that it was flat-footed, though, Kunda. That's a little ir- irresponsibly wrong. It's flat-footed when you, when you remove positions from uh, CDC, NSA, whose only jobs were to look out for and help prevent against these types of illnesses. Yeah, but that, like Ebola and Zika, which is when they were when some of these were put in by the Obama administration, it was the head off these types of things that could go pandemic. Right, but they weren't that position wasn't there before Obama. You're saying Obama added it? Yeah, yeah. So then one person thought it was necessary. Every president before him didn't yeah, think it was the necessary. The person in his first year heard about Ebola and he didn't want people to die with bloody nipples. Like, yeah, right. that's bad. Right, but, that's how many people, but how many people? But how many people actually died of Ebola in America? Very. Did anybody die in America? There was there was Praise a, Obama. All I'm saying is Praise no, him. No, it was just it wasn't that Praise big of a deal. Praise my forever float, my forever poets and floaters. Praise it him. wasn't that big of a deal. And just like every president before Obama, they realized this position is not needed because not that many people died from Ebola or Zika or anything else. No, no. See, see, see don't do that. Don't do that. See, I think that one of the things you don't want to accept, and yes. correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure you will. I will. Is that apart from the Kennedy administration, the Obama administration marks one of the few times in modern history where we've tried to get our best and brightest minds to put together something idealistic for everybody. And I would even say that's why the first term was fucked up, because President Obama thought that people actually were going to put aside race, parties, and politics to try to make a utopian world. That's just now people fucking work. 
So the group of people President Obama put together were the best people he could find to do their job. You can't in good conscience say that's what you think's happened with the Trump administration. No, what I'm saying is that just because the best people are, are there to do a job doesn't mean the job is needed. And that's what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is in evaluating what to do with the best people he could get around him, they determined we should have this position. Yes, and what I'm this saying is, is a good thing he to help the that. American people. Yes, but he thought that. No, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily true. Like I said, not that many people died from Zika or Ebola or any of the other scare, scary things that they, they tried to say was coming to get us and end the, the world. The Trump administration asked for one point, even to 1.2 and 1.6 billion dollars to prepare for this thing. I'm the not bipartisan a- Senate committee said, you motherfuckers, this is not enough goddamn money. So? What are you doing? So what? They're not experts at it either. They don't fucking know. They, they don't know either. Octupled? The blind leading the blind leading the blind leading the blind. They don't fucking know either. The Senate doesn't know how much money is needed for it. They're just spitballing shit too. These, all these, this whole time for the existence, 1776, these motherfuckers have been spitballing. I appreciate that Trump is calling this shit out, even if he doesn't mean to. Even if what is he calling out, B? What is he calling out? That the bureaucracy is a bunch of bullshit. They have no he's idea. He's calling out bureaucracy? Did, did, you, did you hear what I said? Even if he doesn't know he's doing it. Even if he doesn't no, realize. he's doing it. Even if he doesn't realize it's happening. Wait, wait, he's causing less bureaucracy. No, he's calling out the bullshit of bureaucracy. He's, he's exposing all of the shit that's been going on for all of these years. Whether he's trying to or not, it is. It's being exposed. Since 1776, there think? has not been one competent motherfucker on Capitol Hill that really knew what the hell they were talking about. They're all just guessing. They're spitballing ideas. They're, it's the human experiment, and they're just doing it from a high level, but it's not even a high level. It's one that we've allowed them to pretend like they're on. It's all bullshit, though. And I think that the Trump administration, or the, the time that Trump's been in office, more than anything, has exposed all of the bullshit bureaucracy. And it's just coming out every day. And these motherfuckers are like, we need this many billion. That's not even a real number. That, those aren't even real you numbers. You need the money to to pay for the tests, B, so you don't have to charge people 500 to to $1,000 to $15,000 to take a coronavirus test. What I'm saying is, why does the test cost that much fucking money? Exactly. They're the ones setting the price of the shit too. Like, it's all, they're all one group. There, it's all one group. Even though they're not the ones that are actually setting the price, they're hand in hand with the motherfuckers who are setting the price. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all spitballing. It's all just ideas. It's all fake market value. It's all just, it, it's all bullshit. And I think that more than anything, the average American is starting to recognize how much bullshit goes on in the world by people that we think know what the fuck they're doing and really have no idea, including Donald Trump and, and up to everybody else who's around him. In the Senate, all these experts and these SMEs, these guys, he's been doing this for 30 years, but he's been bullshitting for 30 years. He's faked it till he made it. And then when he made it, he's just trial and error in this shit. And we're taking the the results. And and I think that that's what this administration is exposing more than anything, especially with this coronavirus. There's no way you can predict something like this. And this is what frustrated me about our conversation you and I had was that you were saying he's he's failing the American people. There's no way to predict what you're supposed to do in these situations. The experts... What are you basing this on, by the way? The conversation you and I had. You're shooting this, some would say, 
from below the waist level. No, no. I'm saying that there's not a way to predict something like this happening. Widespread pandemic. You can't, you can't say, oh, well. It's not about predicted it's happening. What is it? It's identified as it happens and formulate a mobile response. This is science, B. See, you can't always stay in a Holiday Inn Express or a Holiday no, Inn. Sir, you know, you, no, sir. No, see, there, here we go with that the again. The people no. that work for the Center for Disease Control and the rural Health Organization. Are full of shit. The people who work for the CDC are full okay, of shit. Man. Do you, okay. I'll put it like this: at your company right now, right? A lot of those people there are—they have—they have the degree, they have—they've passed the bar, they've done everything necessary to be called a lawyer, right? But how many of those motherfuckers are actually? You would you let defend you if you if you were going to death row? I don't think it would be all of them. I don't think it would be half of them. I think maybe there's a small number of people that you're like, you know what? I think I can depend on them. They pretty much know their shit. The rest of them are fucking fools and you know it. Your boss is probably close to a fool if not a fool. Most bosses are. On International Women's Day, my boss, she is fucking brilliant. <laughs> Underappreciated. <laughs> and one of the greatest she minds. May be. You may be a, of, you may be of lucky. Our area. You may be in lucky. In California. You may be lucky. My boss is not. My boss is incompetent in a lot of ways and that is the pretty much the standard, I think, going across the board. And that's what this administration is exposing, that most of these motherfuckers have no idea. They've been told they're great at it, so they, hey, I'm great at it. Everybody says I'm great at it. You I know just, who was a motherfucker that had no idea? Who? Mick Mulvaney. He was the White House <laughs> chief of staff. Well, Trump fired his ass this week, too. Oh, wow. Remember that guy? Yeah, remember, remember Mick Mulvaney? The, you got to get used to it. This is what we do. We do this all the time. <laughs> He's gone. Right. <laughs> He's been replaced with one of the staunchest Trump defenders in the House of Representatives. Oh wow. Representative Mark Meadows will now be the new White House Chief of Staff. So Trump has now fired or gotten rid of almost everyone whose name came up during this impeachment inquiry smart. on his side. That's smart. Uh, who fucked up. Smart. Let me rephrase. By fucked up, meaning somehow said something to the public. That's smart. And uh, so Mark Meadows, we'll see. Speaking of uh, exposing, um, exposing, what'd you say? Exposing bureaucracy and, and red tape and bullshit? Sure. That's what I said. I mean, that's close enough. <sighs> well, Trump is also trying to fill other positions that have been compromised. Uh, so Trump is trying to have a uh, new uh, national security advisor. Have you, did you hear about that, B? I didn't. And, and the new national security advisor is, is the, the person he put up to be the national security advisor who withdrew his name because he didn't no shit about being a national security advisor? <laughs> my point exactly. That's my point, man. This is my point. How many cousins do you know got a job because they were somebody's cousin? This is bullshit. All of it is bullshit. There are probably so many inept people at the CDC that I'm surprised the world isn't diseaseful. Beyonce, fuck these scientists, man. Man, what you gonna go to school for that long for? That's some stupid shit. Going to school and stuff is dumb. I'm just saying, man. You'd be surprised, probably, if you really. Yeah, you're looking in a microscope. Why? It's small, man. <laughs> What's a fly to a lion, man? 
What's a gnat to an elephant? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. Yeah, man. So, Mark Meadows, good luck being the new chief of staff with literally uh, no, no, no prior experience. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But even I can't find Trump put up someone put up a new person to be uh, it wasn't the NSA it's, but it's it's something in Trump security in 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 the in security coordination team where experience is a requirement of the job uh, as stated in the duties listed by the job and in the manner that the position was created because that this position uh, is meant to coordinate foreign policy. And uh, Trump has now put up an, a candidate who withdrew his name because he maybe made up all of his experience. Hey, but he's he's putting the name out again. I can't. I'm looking for. I'm looking for this guy's name. But you know, you can't run a government this way. You say it's bullshit. You know, today's. Coronavirus could be tomorrow's zombie apocalypse. It's time anyway, man. I don't 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 you kind of in the back of your head feel like it's time. Oh yeah. So here's the position. So the position. I'm sorry, B, to cut you off. That's fine. So this is the director of national intelligence, the DNI. Uh, the DNI has to liaise with all these different uh, intelligence bodies. He has to be able to liaise and organize and have experience with. Because he's trying to, you know, he's trying to be a funnel of information. Right. So he tries to Trump is is, is trying to re retap uh, John Ratcliffe, yet another Congressperson who withdrew his name the first time he tried to do this because, uh, well, he probably lied about all of his experience. So you can't run the government this way. Be honest. You're right. When you run the government this way, you have shit like what happened in Syria. You almost have an Iranian war. And that's just on the foreign intelligence side. And we're lucky that the coronavirus looks as if it may be something more benign than what it's made to be. But if it had not been, the mechanism was not in place, B. There's no mechanism. It's all a lie. The wizard is behind the curtain and he's just cranking the wheels. There's never been a mechanism. We've just- so just to be clear, so if you go to the Center for Disease Control right now, uh, it's just you go in that building, you get past security. You're not. There's all empty, empty offices, right? So, oh shit, <laughs> there's no, nobody in here. There are plenty of people in there. They just don't know what the fuck they're doing. There's no one is in here. You go, you look at the computer. Oh shit, you're playing Tetris. Tetris? Why the fuck are you playing Tetris? Yeah, no man, I'm sorry. You don't mean that. <laughs> I do mean it. They're in there. Just they yeah. might as well be playing Tetris. You know, be just like the gospel you were listening to earlier today when I when we first started this. I think at the end of the day, you realize and I realize, and that's one thing that has become painfully clear under these this the reign of Trump. What's that? That we are all living under God's grace. <laughs> oh my goodness. And if you don't think there's a God and there's grace, well, there's a message in that shit too. It's black on both sides, man. Nothing's black and white. <laughs> 